Prime Minister Justin Trudeau is spotted in Costa Rica, and he is not looking his best. Hockey Night in Canada ratings plummet after Don Cherry gets fired. The Liberals work to rework the Parents and Grandparents Reunification Program. And more Albertans now want to leave Canada than Quebecers. I'm Candace Malcolm, and this is The Candace Malcolm Show. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. Happy New Year. I hope you had a wonderful celebration and that you've had a great and relaxing week or so since Christmas, enjoying time with your family, wishing you nothing but prosperity and happiness in the new year and for the new decade ahead. It's an exciting time for us at True North. We have a lot of new programs in the works. We had a huge fundraising month in December. So thank you so much to everyone who chipped in a few dollars. It really, really helps us. We're uh, launching new podcasts in this uh, January. We are hiring new investigative journalists. We're getting a producer. We've got a bunch of exciting new things that we will be rolling out. So thank you to everyone who chipped in on that that. I am recording this podcast myself from an airport. So if you hear any announcements in the background, apologies, but that's the way it goes. My family and I are just heading back to Toronto after a relaxing holiday down in California. So I am not the only one that's on vacation. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, it appears, was spotted at what looks like a grocery store picking up a bunch of, well, we don't really know. He's got, he's carrying a brown paper bag with presumably some bottles in it. And let me just say, he doesn't look very good. He doesn't look very healthy. He doesn't look very well rested. He looks a little annoyed or, I don't know, angry, depressed, something like that. But this picture was snapped and shared on social media and appears to be the prime minister in Costa Rica. I you can't confirm it 100%, but it looks a lot like Justin Trudeau. And he's not looking his best. Uh, a lot of Canadians are kind of confused as to why the Prime Minister of Canada is taking a two-week trip to Costa Rica uh, after being re-elected. You know, he can't, uh, apparently he can't go on vacation in Canada. He wants to get far away from the media spotlight. But, you know, in the age of social media, you really can't escape it. It's everywhere. So there he was. That's what he's looking like when he is not leading the uh, Canadian government and leading the country. So our very disheveled-looking prime minister, I guess he can't go back to the Aga Khan's private island anymore. So Costa Rica it is, and Trudeau is not looking his best. Hopefully he uh, gets some rest before he comes back and tries to lead the Canadian government in what hasn't really been a very good economic time for Canada. You know, we're watching down in the U.S. where they've had sort of record growth and stock market's doing well, jobs are doing well. In Canada, the economy shed 70,000 jobs in November. Uh, GDP declined. So it's, it's not looking good, especially when you consider that the Justin Trudeau government is just you know, spending left, right, and center. They increased the deficit size to over $26 billion. And, you know, this is supposed to be in good times. This is a time where the economy is doing pretty good. You should be putting money aside to pay off the debt, to pull down the deficit and get yourself in a stable financial situation should a recession come, should a recession hit. Uh, Trudeau is taking the exact opposite approach, leveraging Canada left, right, and center. You know, we've got federal debt, but not just that. All the pr provinces, provincially, Debt is also very large, very leveraged. 
privilege as a country, not very well managed, especially considering the future generations of Canadians are going to be stuck with the bill. I want to talk quickly about something that the Liberals are doing that's actually kind of good. Um, they are reworking Canada's parent and grandparent immigration program, family reunification programs. This is always sort of a thorn in the side of governments just because so many people from around the world want to sponsor their elderly parents and grandparents to come to Canada to get the sort of gold-plated government welfare, health care, all that kind of stuff that Canadians pay into their whole lives. I, it, it's always been beyond me. I don't understand why Canada has a program where we accept immigrants who are elderly, who are already retired to come in as citizens. You know, those people can come to Canada, they can you know, join their families, help with childcare and all that kind of stuff. But 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 why they become full-pledged citizens, uh, you know, in, in a, uh, capable of collecting all the same benefits as people who have worked and paid taxes their entire life doesn't make any sense. So it's kind of a good news story that the Liberals are postponing this program. Uh, they issued a statement saying to ensure the Immigration, Refugee and Citizenship Canada has sufficient time to complete the development of a new intake process for the 2020 Parents and Grandparents Program. The reopening of this program will be postponed until instructions are released. So they're reworking it. 20,000 people a year get brought in through this program. And again, Canada has something called a super visa. So if you want to have your parents and grandparents come and visit you, they can come for up to 10 years, uh, two years at a time. The visas last 10 years. And the biggest stipulation is that you have to have private insurance. So basically, you have to pay for your own health care should you need it. And, you know, that's pretty much in line with every other Western liberal democracy. Canada's on its own in saying that, you know, elderly people can actually come as immigrants and get full citizen after living their most of their, you know, life and adult life in another country. So good news that they're reworking this. Uh, we're not exactly sure what <laughs> the new rework program is going to look like, but we're going to keep an eye on that for you. Uh, so keep keep tuned into TNC.news. Uh, for, for that as soon as information is released. I wanted to also note that Hockey Night in Canada ratings are down after Don Cherry left the program. We've been reporting on this. You know, we, we showed a clip of of uh, Ron McLean, who's taken over as sort of the main host of the show, just going full on social justice warrior, complaining about supposed structural racism in his own show, uh, talking about his own white privilege, just all the most cringeworthy buzzwords of the far left has now been infused in every aspect of our lives and our society. Again, the last thing you want to hear when you're trying to relax and watch a hockey game is some uptight leftist lecturing you about how supposedly racist your entire country is. It's total nonsense. Social justice nonsense has nothing, no place in hockey. Nobody wants to listen to woke, politically correct dogma and doctrines when you're trying to relax and watch hockey. So Hockey Night in Canada has consistently been a top 30 program, but after Sports Night fired John Don Cherry, the numbers dropped. So the most recent numbers reported found that Hockey Night in Canada only garnered 810,000 views on December 14th, which was a decline by nearly 18% from the same week in 2018. So 20% drop after Cherry is gone. And, you know, that's that's just uh, what's going to happen when you get rid of someone who's kind of interesting and colorful and making comments. You know, Canadians tune in to watch Don Cherry. They don't necessarily tune in um, for the hockey. They, they like to sit, sit around and watch Don Cherry. They like to sit and listen to what he has to say. And the fact that he's not on the show anymore, you know, people are, are going to choose to do something else with their time and not as many Canadians are watching hockey. So, you know, for all the talk of the left to claim that, 
you know, Don Cherry wasn't inclusive enough. Well, you know, Canadians are united around the fact that they like to watch hockey. And thanks to the left and their political correctness, less Canadians are united in watching hockey together. Final story I want to talk about is this new study that showed that 31% of Albertans believe their province would be better off independent. Compare that to just 26% of people in Quebec. So the separatist movement is now bigger in Western Canada and takes up a bigger portion of society. You know, for all the years of complaints that we've heard from Quebec about how they're a distinct society, about how they're different from Canada, how they're their own nation, you know, you'd really think that the separatist movement is part of the identity of Quebecers. But you know, when you have a prime minister like Justin Trudeau, when you have policies like the liberal policies that are really just tearing the country apart, they're designed to punish and put back working people in Alberta based on ideology, based on unproven theoretical problems that they have. Really, they believe that they can change the globe's temperature by putting people out of work in Alberta. It's total nonsense. And that's that's the way that the government is led. It's, it's driven by ideology that they want to punish people in Western Canada. Well, I guess it's no surprise then. 30%, almost one in three Albertans believe their province would be better off independent that 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 is huge that's that's frustration that's this sort of extreme disillusionment that people in western canada are feeling uh, my colleague uh, and i we were out in calgary in early december filming for a documentary that's still in the works we're just in post-production right now and that's going to be released sometime soon in the coming weeks so keep an eye out for that You can find it at tnc.news. Sign up for our newsletter too because then you won't miss any of the things that we have going on. We've got a lot of exciting things on the go. All right, it's Thursday. Let's do a quick This Week in Fake News. All right, this one comes courtesy of the Post Millennial, our friends over at the Post Millennial, and Graham Gordon, who's an investigative reporter over there. He used to do some investigative reporting for us at tnc.news, and now he's over with the Post Millennial. So he reports on a story that the CBC did on the homeless crisis in Toronto. So two weeks ago, the CBC's National aired a report on the homeless crisis in Toronto, where the shelter system is currently overwhelmed with people needing a place to stay during the harsh winter nights, with many being turned away due to lack of beds at many locations. But the CBC story failed to include any mention of the thousands of asylum seekers who have illegally entered Canada from the U.S. and sought shelter in Toronto over the past few years, which is a major factor in the system being overloaded. And Graham Gordon would know that because when he was doing investigative reporting for us at TNC, one of the things that he was doing was going around to the different hotels that the city of Toronto have basically commandeered and turned over to be refugee housing or asylum seeker housing for potential refugees. So people are staying in these hotels and most of them are people who are trying to be refugees, people who are asylum seekers. They've totally overwhelmed the shelter system in Toronto and Graham Gordon reported that for us at True North. But when the CBC repackaged this story and published it on Boxing Day, there was a major omission in this story. It was one of the most popular stories on the CBC website, and yet it didn't include anything about asylum seekers. So, so why wouldn't why wouldn't the CBC just state the obvious? If you know the fact that there's thousands of people who have crossed the border, they used to go to Montreal. Montreal was so overwhelmed, they created a deal that said, you know, if people are English speaking, we'll send them to Toronto. If they're French speaking, they can stay in Montreal. But Toronto really started picking up the slack, and it's been an ongoing issue in the city. Anyone who's been following it, it's been ongoing for over a year. At first, they put them into dorm rooms. This is two summers ago now. But then when schools 
started again in September, they needed those dorm rooms. So they cleared the people out and started putting them into the homeless shelters. And so you really have to ask yourself and wonder, how is it that the CBC can just omit a major portion of the story and try to tell the story of homelessness in Toronto without addressing the elephant in the room? Well, that's the problem. That's what's going on with the Trudeau government and his media bailout, with Trudeau government and the CBC. Journalists have their hands in the government pot and therefore they have to toe the government line. It would look bad on the Trudeau government to address the fact that there is an illegal immigration crisis in the country. And that is is manifesting itself in the day-to-day lives of people who work, you know, the frontline workers who work to help the neediest people in the city and in the country, such as at homeless shelters. And because of it, Canadian people who are homeless, many of them are veterans, many of them are just sort of stumbled upon hard luck. Um, They are being displaced because of the influx of newcomers from around the world who have come to Canada, not necessarily to pull themselves up to work hard and to have a good life, but to sort of free ride, to to, to benefit from the things that that the Canadian government gives away uh, that people in other places of the world could only dream about. So the idea that you can go and live in a hotel or a motel, you know, sure, it's not super fancy, it's not the Ritz, but we've done our own reporting at TNC.news that um, individuals who are staying in hotels get maid service, they get cable TV and internet. Many of these places have swimming pools. Uh, some of them even have room service and many of them have free unlimited buffets of food, all you can eat. So it's basically like an all-inclusive resort hotel in, in the city of Toronto for people from the developing world. They probably you know, can't believe their luck that they've landed in Canada and get this sort of royal treatment. But don't don't trust the CBC. You're never going to get this kind of information on the CBC. You'll definitely want to check out those reports that we have done over at TNC.news because they really do show what it's like uh, and what kind of benefits you get. If you are an asylum seeker living in Canada's largest city, just how nice it is for you there. And Graham Gordon closes his piece with a rather apt observation. He says, it's a sad day for journalism when the top comments in the comment section explained the situation far better than the reporters. Well, that is true. You can't really trust the CBC. But, you know, it's kind of funny because when you read the comments section on CBC reports, it's not really the left wing viewership that you would imagine the CBC has. It's mostly just common sense people pointing out the many errors and the many biases in the CBC, which is becoming basically a national pastime in Canada. I think that's one one other thing that unites us is that we growingly distrust the media and know that the CBC is incredibly biased. Okay, I am going to leave it at that. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be back in our studio with regular video podcasts next week. Thank you so much for tuning in. And again, have a very, very happy new year.